All right. Well, we are back, Jamie and I. It's been a couple of months since we chatted and recorded an episode of the podcast. So we thought since there are just a couple of weeks left in 2020, our favorite year, um, <laughs> favorite, would, yeah. yeah, favorite, best ever, <laughs> we would get together and uh, talk about what's been going on. So Jamie, fill us in. What's what's happening? Yeah. Well, over here, um, we've been home. We're just home. <laughs> the kids are home. Um, they actually came home from school a couple weeks before, uh, I almost said Halloween, a couple weeks before, what was the holiday? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. There we go. There we go. There See, we go. this is just how our brains work right now, yep, right? Like words are hard. <laughs> um, it's all hard. They came, yes. They came home a couple weeks before Thanksgiving um, and with, with our date to go back to school tentatively like the 8th or 9th of December or sorry, January. Jeez. Um, but we don't, you know, we don't know. We just figure they're just home. Um, we are isolating a little bit more. We're not seeing, you know, some of our friends that we were kind of still seeing a little bit more when the weather was nice and we could do stuff outside. Um, we only see my parents cause they help us with the kids and the schooling a couple days a week cause they are just home. Um, and then work stuff has changed a little bit too here. Um, we, we changed a couple of our policies to just kind of keep, um, as in line with the mandates that are coming down from the state level as we can, um, in Michigan, which is where we are, uh, we are kind of limited right now um, to, you know, one other family is what they tell us to gather with one other family. So we actually have two because, you know, I have two sets of parents, <laughs> but, you know, we're just trying to do uh, whatever we can to be as safe as possible and get through this. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to so much of that. Um, the only big difference for me is that my kids are still in school which is um, such a blessing. I mean, their school has been amazing and we're just so thankful that they've been able to stay safe and to keep the cases low and to limit any spread within the school itself. And so that's been going well, but tomorrow is their last day of school before um, the holiday break. So yeah, so I will be... um, home with the kids for the next uh, couple of weeks until January 4th is when they're planning to go back. So hopefully that will actually happen, but you know, we don't know. We have no idea what these next couple of weeks are going to look like. And, um, so that could all change, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, other than that, like you, we are still open in person, um, for some things, only one-on-one services at this point, Um, Here in Illinois, we've moved back to phase three of the governor's um, safety mandate plan. And so that means restaurants are closed for indoor dining and we're not supposed to gather outside of our households at all. So we are actually um, not seeing my parents at all. Um, We're seeing Zach's parents a little bit. Um, They just recently found out that they tested positive for the antibodies. And that was a bit of a shock because they did not know at any time that they had COVID. They didn't experience any symptoms that they were aware of. And we spent a lot of time with them up until the end of October when when the cases started getting really bad. So it's very possible that we could have had it as well. 
Um, we haven't been tested for antibodies, but um, yeah, so that just kind of was a whole different layer to things. But honestly, it's made us feel a lot better because Zach's parents are higher risk. They're older. Um, they have some other health issues. So um, yeah, we're we're seeing them just a bit, but um, not not a whole lot. We're really just kind of staying home as much as we can and then, you know, going to work, going to school, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting that they um, have the antibodies. I, I Did they have a reason for getting tested? Do you mind me asking? Yeah, they just did. Um, they were doing some blood work for just their overall, like, health physicals. Oh, yeah. And so that was, I guess, included, uh, maybe because they are higher risk. I'm not sure, hmm. but... They were pretty shocked when that came back, and so were we. So Yeah, definitely. Um, huh. Yeah. So let's break things down a little bit more. Let's go into work first, and let's talk a little bit about how things have changed and evolved for you since we last talked in October. Yeah. Well, we are still doing our one-on-one sessions here in the office. Um I can't remember. I think that the last time we talked, I maybe had spoke about we had already taken our early childhood program and and ended it uh, mid-session. We were trying one in person and it just was not working. It was causing me way too much anxiety and stress over like the mask wearing in the adults that were here. And so before the mandate changed, actually... I think I maybe used the mandate as my reason, but I was very grateful. We just kind of ended our in-person early childhood program, which wasn't very big anyways. Um, And due to my own mental health needs, I chose not to give them a virtual option. Um, I just could not fathom logging in for these small classes with people that had not signed up for that. Um, to, to do it. I didn't have the headspace for it. Uh, and most everybody was really kind and understanding. I'd went ahead and just gave refunds and, um, left it at that. We have our day program, which I've spoke about in the past. It's a group of, um, six adults with special needs that have been together here at our office for, oh goodness, like five years. This is a long time program. Um, and we actually are still keeping that one in Uh, our office running. It has the correct numbers that we need to be appropriate for our state. And our state has a mental health need clause in it that says if the services are um, supporting a mental health need that we're allowed to keep it running. So for that group specifically, we have done that because the virtual option only works for about half of them. And um, we just, the need is very much there for these individuals. So we're, we increased our PPE. Um, our office now always is wearing masks and face shields um, as us as staff. And then we definitely still have the mask requirement for anybody who comes into the space. Um, so yeah, that was kind of our biggest change was um, the adding of face shields and um yeah, just having basically all individual sessions minus that one small group that does attend here. Gotcha. Yeah, we're still doing the one-on-one sessions. As I said, we have had a few more families pull back with things um, getting worse here. So our numbers are a little bit lower in the in the studio, but um, we're continuing that. We never um, met in person for our early childhood classes 
but I have been doing a monthly virtual um, class, which has been sustainable. Um, the weekly that I was doing and that you were doing as well mm-hmm. back in the spring and the summer um, when we were both doing multiple classes a week, that was that was hard. And mm-hmm. I think I talked about this earlier in the fall, but I just I couldn't do it. I, I just couldn't make it work to do that frequency. And I, I think the interest really wasn't there either. I think everybody was kind of just zoomed and virtualed out. And yes. so the, the monthly one has been a good compromise. Um, I've done three of them now, and then I've got the December class coming up on Tuesday. So I'm actually really excited about those because they're very thematic. Like I did a Halloween theme, a Thanksgiving theme, and then I'm doing a um, Christmas holiday theme next week. And um, so they're a lot of fun. They're really informal. They're not hard to prep and plan for. Um, so I'm going to continue to do those. And then our contracts with the different schools and um, organizations that we provide music therapy to, one of our schools is still in person. And um, that may change in the winter semester. I know that they're taking an extended um, break and doing virtual um, sessions the week after break just because um, they want to mitigate any um, potential for spread after the holidays. Yeah, people traveling um, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Makes sense. Exactly. It does. It does. So, um, so they'll go virtual for that. Um, and then... We do have one other facility that's still in person, but other than that, we're just rocking and rolling with um, Zoom sessions. A lot of our um, lesson students and clients are still meeting virtually via Zoom. Um, this this month, I think it's really hit the hardest because this is probably true for you guys too. This is when all the fun stuff happens. Yeah. This is when we do, you know, all the holiday stuff. We do our holiday themed classes. We do our big um, holiday recital in December every year. We have a team um, Christmas party, and none of that is happening this year, at least in the way that it, it typically does. We're not um, meeting for a Christmas party, obviously. Um, as far as our recital goes, we decided to, instead of try to put something together virtually in December, just because it's, you know, crazy enough as it is, um, we're going to try to do some mini virtual recitals in January and February. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not anything like what it typically is, but it's better than nothing, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. We have a couple contracts that we're still in person for. Um, both of those facilities require my staff, one of them, um, when they get there, they have to get there 15 minutes early and they have a rapid COVID test before they're even allowed into the facility when they get there. Um, and then the other facility requires the staff to have the COVID test every time they go. Um, that result doesn't come back for two days. So if there was an exposure, um, she would have still seen the residents. But um, it's still all social distanced. Um, that one's actually in an elder care facility. And there, you know, we have um, the N95s and gloves and uh, face shields and um, 
you know, definitely have all of the protocols in place there for that. Um, so yeah, we do have a couple in place and two of my employees have a weekly COVID test because of those contracts. So it's kind of interesting. That's great though, that, that those residents have the access to music therapy. I know. I mean, that's... I know. And this was a place that we did not have any relationship for pri- with prior to COVID other than a staff that um, runs their like um, recreational department used to be at a place that we had a contract with and she got a grant and it was a pretty big grant. It purchased instruments for them as well as um, like six months of music therapy. So... Wow. That's wonderful. That's, I'm just, I mean, obviously I'm very happy for you and your business, but for those, for those people to be able to have that experience right now. And the stories that that therapist kind of shares, like you can tell that it is so needed and so appreciated right now that she's been able to see some of these residents there. Oh, I'm sure. I just, I keep thinking about all the people that are in nursing homes and elder care facilities and have just been shut off from the outside world and aren't getting the services and the interaction that they need. Yeah, it's, de- it's devastating right now. It truly yeah. is devastating. We're doing, um, the one thing that we're doing right now at Harmony Garden is we're pushing National Caroling Day, <laughs> which is... I saw that. <laughs> yeah. It's this... Yeah, tell yeah, us about it's that. This Sunday um, is National Caroling Day. Um, and so Harmony Garden put together, um, I recorded like 17 minutes worth of Christmas carols, you know, Rudolph and Santa Claus is coming to town, Away in a Manger, Silent Night, you know, kind of your classic ones that have jingle bells that everybody wants to do. Um, and there's 17 minutes worth, and it's uh, put onto our YouTube channel, so that you just have to click the link, and then we actually have like a PDF of all of the lyrics that people can um, download to their phones or print or whatever they want to do to just sing along with this caroling track. Um, so we've been really kind of pushing it to some of our uh, places that we aren't in right now, some of our child care centers and our elder care facilities. Um, and then just this morning, right before we met, I have a phone call from, <laughs> we have a local place called uh, the JTV, Jackson Television, um, and they invited me to come be on their show this afternoon. I have to go at 1.40. It's like right in between two sessions. It's one break I have all day. <laughs> and now I'm going to run downtown and go on, go on their television show to promote this National Caroling Day, kind of with the intent to reach a little bit broader um, audience that way. There's a lot of... Um, that, that channel tends to attract a lot of older uh, individuals that watch it. So we're kind of hoping that we can spread this out throughout our community. And my family ourselves, we decided that, and I've talked to my neighbors, we're putting an amp on my porch. And at six o'clock on Sunday, we're inviting the neighbors to all come outside. And I'm just going to turn that on. And everybody has then the lyrics. And we're just going to kind of sing from there. My parents are going to come over and <laughs> go outside. And so we're just going to carol together and just kind of encourage people to make that music and make some new memories because there's so many things you can't do right now. I love that so much. Oh, my gosh. And you can you can do it, too. Just have to grab our yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of thinking, like, that's a really fun idea. And um, the one family that we've seen a bit that um, they're our neighbors, we've kind of talked about maybe doing some kind of caroling uh, with our kids. And so maybe we'll, maybe we'll, uh, 
We'll talk about that. I love that idea. And so cool that... I I hope people use it. Yeah. (laughs) And that you get the opportunity to spread that throughout your community. That's, That's awesome. Thank you. I'm excited about it. People, people, when they hear about it, are excited. I, you know, they can use it however they want. They can just sit in their house with their kids. They could, you know, play it. They could send it to a loved one. They can zoom and then share a screen and sing. Like, you can do all kinds of stuff. So, or not use it at all. That's fine too. <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> that's great, and that's something that I've admired so much about you throughout this entire pandemic. Is just how innovative and thoughtful you've been and just come up with these great ideas and ways to be active in your community and beyond um, when it's really hard. And that's inspiring to me because I've struggled a bit to find the motivation to, to do those things and to go above and beyond in that way. So thank you for continuing to inspire me. <laughs> Well, you're welcome. And thank you for that compliment. I feel like my brain is always doing something. And I just had that epiphany one day. And then the next day, my employees are like, we're doing what? And I was like, I'll record most of it. All you got to do is throw it together. And like, you know, so they're used to me coming up with something on a whim, Uh (laughs) running with it. But so love it. Very cool. Well, one one thing that um, I am celebrating that my business is celebrating, this is always a hard time of year, just in general, even notwithstanding a pandemic, but um, with uh, the winter holidays and the breaks, because we do work with um, schools and we work with families that often take breaks. And um, so we kind of feel that that hit when when our services are down and when we have those breaks. And we just found out yesterday that we received a $5,000 small business grant from the city of Springfield. And so that was just this amazing blessing that came to us. I mean, at this point, every single dollar is so helpful to the business just to keep all of our operating expenses covered and to pay our team and to, you know, pay Katie, my co-owner, and I some little amount. Right. Um, but when we got that news, it was kind of funny because Katie and I had met for a quick business meeting yesterday morning. And it was the first time that we had actually been together in person since um, March, actually. Wow. And yeah, so it was very strange. I mean, obviously we were, it was a socially distanced meeting, masks and everything, but um, it was good to just be in the same room, kind of getting on the same page with everything that we needed to cover. So I said to her, you know, we're supposed to find out about that grant this week. And I said, wouldn't that be amazing if we found out this week that we got that grant with all of this going on and with it being such a hard month anyway. And literally two hours later, the email came into my inbox that we had received it. And so I called her and I said, Merry Christmas. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Oh, that's super exciting. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, we've applied for a few different grants and this is the first one that we've actually received. So it's very, very exciting, especially right now. Right. Yeah, we have not not qualified for any of our local funds. Um, They always want to know what's in your bank account. And I think that because I have saved over... years that they just automatically are like, ah, she'll survive. And I'm like, but (laughs) yes. Uh. Yeah. I know it's hard. Well, when I was applying for this grant, we had to 
provide proof that we had um, lost at least 25% of our business due to COVID. And so, you know, compare, and we had to turn in um, tax tax documents to prove that. So um, we had our accountant pulling out these numbers and it was really depressing to see that. I have not run those numbers, but I think we're still sitting at like over 50% of stuff that we're still not doing. Oh yeah. I mean, we're, I think we're near the 40% mark at this point, maybe even more, but Oh, looking at those numbers. I mean, I knew, I knew that that was the case, but to actually see it in black and white on those tax forms, like just, oof. There's a big piece of me. Yeah. There's a big piece of me that's like kind of excited to see where my, where my taxes from 2020 are sitting, but it's not a good excited. It's just like, I don't, I don't know. Like this There's something about it though that I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to know what those numbers are. But I also like very much do not want to know what those numbers are. Because I've always prided that Harmony Garden has never had a year that we backtracked. In all the 14 years that I've been open, we've always made more money the next year. And this is the first one I'm positive. There's that's not the case. (laughs) Same, same, my friend. Same. So sad. But I am, I am like (sighs) mentally kind of interested in that number and scared of it. Yeah, it was one of those things where if I hadn't had to face it right then to apply for that grant, I probably would have just buried my head in the sand and said, "Okay, I'll just I'll look at it when in you January. Know, our taxes come back <laughs> in January." Yeah, yeah. I, I can't do it right now, but you know, I now I know yeah. now I know what we're dealing with yep. and the fact that we're still going, that we're still making payroll, and that you know people are still sustained by their jobs at Music Therapy Connections is. A good thing. That is. That's very... Mm-hmm. You should definitely be patting yourself on the back for that because you have a pretty big team. We do. Yeah, um, we do. And we also have an intern, which I mentioned in oh, October yeah. during how's our that, last episode. How's that going? It's actually going really well. Um, I met with her on Monday and just kind of was, was asking her, you know, how are you feeling? What are your thoughts right now? And what has this experience been like for you? And she said, well... It's nothing like I expected, you know, prior to the pandemic, but, you know, all things considered, I'm able to see clients. I'm getting to um, learn how to create video content and how to record and how to serve people in other ways, which I may not have ever learned had this not been the case. And, you know, she's getting her hours. We just found out last week that... um, She's now able to go into the children's hospital with Katie. So that's a huge um, um, bonus for her because now she's getting to see another population and getting getting the chance to work with um, patients there. Yeah. Um, but it's it's I think it's been better than we expected it to be. and and she's wonderful and she just kind of rolls with everything. That comes her way. I think she's had to take several COVID tests just because that's what needs to happen Mm -hmm. in order to, you know, keep going and keep being in person. But every step of the way, she's just been gung-ho. So, yeah. um, Oh, I'm so so glad. I'm so glad. I feel so incredibly, I just feel (laughs) for the students that are in college for music therapy right now and who are doing internships or seeking internships. 
We partner with Eastern Michigan University um, and work with their students who are in their first year or second year of programming and need some observation hours. And we've kind of always done this, but we have one program that is online that is very easy for students to join because it's a it's a group and it's a very social group and they love when there's visitors and that's translated into the um, online sessions too. They don't care. They're so excited about new people. Um, joining these. So we've had four students, three, three students from Eastern join us for observation hours and stuff. And then I talked to them afterwards and it's just, I feel so much for them because they're isolated in their dorms. Some of them, some of them have not stepped foot on the college campus. Like it's just so different. And, you know, seeing my session on virtual music therapy, it was like one of their first sessions they ever got to observe. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, it just blows my mind that this is, I hope that I gave you <laughs> at least a spoonful of something that you want to keep going with because you're not, they're not seeing stuff and they're not experiencing stuff the way that, you know, we did. And oh, exactly. it's just kind of crazy. It is. Yeah. Cicely, our intern, um, I was asking her what other topics that um, she wanted me to cover in our in our weekly Monday meetings, and she one of the topics she brought up now that she's reaching almost the midway point of her internship, she said, "Can we talk about you know looking for jobs and the next step?" And I said, "Yeah, that's definitely something that we cover um, this year. It's um, <laughs> gonna be different, a little interesting, and." Uh, we'll have other factors to to take into account, but um, you know, I think it's good because it's forcing us to to continue to look outside of the box and to consider all the options and to, like I said before, just be innovative and creative mm-hmm. the way that you've done so well throughout all of this. And so it's um, yeah. We're, we're being pushed and pulled in lots of directions, but that's not always a bad yeah. thing. No, it's not. It's definitely not. We actually found out um, last week that we received a $5,000 grant as well. Um, it's not a business grant, so it's a service grant. But we, we um, have gotten this early childhood grant for the last five years. Uh, and so this was year six. And I thought for sure that they weren't going to do it because it is uh, a high... It's supposed to be like a high volume reach in early childhood, direct contact with small children. (laughs) And I'm like, Mm. they're probably not going to do it because ours have always been like big groups. And we partner with like our um, women's shelter and our homeless shelter and um, early on and a bunch of different um, programs locally for this. But we usually run these big groups, like some of them might only have like eight kids, but some of them have had like 80 kids and you have to count each child that participates. And I'm like, I don't know. So anyways, we received this grant <laughs> and then it was backwards though. So they knew they wanted to give us the money, but then they were like, so now tell us how you're going to use it. So we had to come up with a, an entire different way of using the money that's not in person. Um, so we're actually using it to do a recording project. Um, we're recording, uh, some of my original content and then we're going to give it with activity guides to these facilities that we normally would be in person for. And then we're giving, um, 
maracas to everybody who participates too. And the maraca itself is actually like our way of counting children. (laughs) So we're just going to take a big box of stuff and drop it off to a facility. And then each maraca will come with like directions for the parents to know how to access the digital content, um, to be able to use it at home. So it's totally backwards from what we would normally do because we'd always be running these huge community groups. Um, but but we're kind of excited about it. It'll be kind of like um, two birds with one stone because I've been wanting to record some of my stuff anyways. Uh, so yeah, we're moving forward with that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, congratulations on getting the grant and I mean, that sounds amazing to me. Uh, that's yeah, right. right. Up my alley, <laughs> I know that's so. why I'm going to pick your brain. I was the already yeah, picking your brain a little do. bit, and you didn't know on what, but uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, now I know. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, it's. I've been doing a lot more. Rec- well, I've had the time now to do a lot more recording and writing new songs, which I feel like has been a little bit stagnated just because I've had so many other things happening, but with the pandemic and being home more, that's, that's been one right. silver lining that has come out of it. So got to look for those Most where we definitely. can find them. Yeah. So this is the time of year and going into the beginning of January when Katie and I usually sit down and do um, some goal setting and some planning and kind of thinking about what we want our business to look like in the year ahead and yesterday at our meeting, I told her, I said, you know, I have to be honest. I was a little worried that I was going to come in here and you were going to be gung-ho ready to like set all these goals and make all these plans and do all these things. And, you know, that's my jam. Like I mm-hmm. love doing all of those things, but I am not feeling it no. right now. Yep. I'm just not, I'm struggling. I'm like, let's, let's maintain, let's sustain, let's keep ourselves open. Let's keep ourselves, you know, paying our team and serving our community as much as we can. But I don't want to set ourselves up for disappointment when things fall through because they just can't happen the way that we want them to. And she said, I am on that same exact page. Like I am right there with you. It's just not a time right now when we can be setting those goals and making those plans because yes, the vaccine is here, but we don't know what that rollout's going to look like. No. We don't know how how that will affect us being able to work with our clients, the doors to all of those facilities opening up and getting able being able to restart all of those contracts and having our classes and our groups back. And typically that's, you know, those are the things that we plan. And those are the, the big goals that we set are to grow those things. And, um, so we decided, you know, this year, we're not going to have that meeting. We're going to keep things running as much as we can. And then, you know, maybe in the summer of 2021, we can, we can, reassess how things look and and see if we can start making some plans. But I'm curious how other business owners are handling that. So what are you doing as far as planning ahead? Well, myself and then I have um, Cara, who is my other full-time employee. Um, She and I talk 
regularly about um, the burnout that we're both experiencing. And like, I have always kind of prided myself on being somebody that was not burnoutable. (laughs) I just, for some reason, it's not a piece of me. It's just, it really isn't, but I am feeling it and I know that she is. So we had decided, um, I've never closed at Christmas. Like we've never shut down during the two weeks of Christmas break. You know, we usually work whatever days are not actually the holiday days. And, but we, um, we are like doing some recording next week and that is it. And then I gave her, uh, I gifted her the whole next week to not have to work, um, as well as myself. <laughs> we are just not doing it. Um, and the only thing that we have d- agreed on as a goal for 2021, uh, I guess there's two, the two things we have agreed on is um, trying to just find space for ourselves to maintain the quality of music therapy that we have right now with exactly what we have going on right now. Um, and me probably trying to find another employee that can help us, um, offset something. We're going to have to, we lost a couple employees during this time, during the pandemic, we lost, um, three employees, (laughs) one's back very part-time. Um, but she's also my co-intern supervisor. And so the interns that have been reaching out to me, which there's been a bunch, um, we can't even like entertain that, which makes me feel bad. But again, like I just, I, we have to be, our goal for 2021 is to maintain what we're doing right now and potentially add one more music therapist so that we can even out this kind of stress because it is just much more stressful to provide everything for everybody right now, especially when you have to, you know, do all the cleaning in between and, and, you know, it just, there's, I feel like there's a bunch of wasted space in the days and it's hard for me to get work done. It's hard for her to get work done. And so we just want to keep going. (laughs) I just want to keep the doors open and, um, figure out how to get our contracts back later when it's okay. And I don't want to stress about it. So we're not, we're just going to maintain what we're doing. Well, I have to say that brings me a little bit of relief to hear that I'm not the only music therapy business owner that is kind of in that boat and in that headspace right now. Because No, I can't imagine. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. The the burnout is real. And mm-hmm. you know, I've faced burnout before, but not not in the recent years because I've really felt like I'm in a place now where I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do all along. I'm, I'm at a, the perfect ratio as far as um, providing direct service. And when I say now, I mean before the pandemic hit. Um, right. I'm, I'm at the perfect ratio for me as far as direct service, leading classes, planning, business management, all of that. And um, so, yeah, burnout hasn't been a thing in, in a while. So now I'm at a point where everything has shifted. All of my responsibilities look completely different than than they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, I think we all just need to be easy on ourselves and maintain and that yes. maintaining can be good enough for now. Yep. I feel like it is. It is. And mm-hmm. if you're listening and you're wondering if it is, it is. It's it is. Okay. It is so okay. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I just have to give a shout out to my two full-time employees, Emma and Molly. They are just simply amazing. I mean, Mm -hmm. throughout this whole thing, they have kept their chins up and they've just done everything, made all the pivots and gone into the virtual stuff with a smile on their faces and um and now our internship supervisors as well and yeah. they're just so steadfast and they've really been what has kept Katie and I going and our business running so oh yeah I've told Kara so many times that if she were not still here I would not be either oh <laughs> 100% I, and and I I feel that to my core like I appreciate her more than I think she'll ever understand <laughs> absolutely I'm so grateful for her so grateful yeah yeah <sighs> so you know, it's it's a it's a tough time of year because this is supposed to be, you know, the most wonderful time of the year and <laughs> the time that we celebrate and that we look ahead. And yes, I am very excited about the future. I am so hopeful. There mm-hmm. are so many good things coming. And for that, I am eternally grateful. Um, but, you know, we still have the present to deal with and mm-hmm. some rough times ahead. So... It's just good to know that that there are others going through it and that, you know, if you're listening and this is resonating with you and you felt like you're alone and that you're struggling, just know that you're not alone. No, and that not at all. There are other people here to reach out to and to um, get through this with. So I'm sure we will, we will um, meet again in the new year to talk about where we are and how things have changed and progressed as we've done since March. Yes. So I'm, I'm going to look forward to that and um, just remain optimistic, as optimistic as possible. And um, I hope everybody that's listening can in some way have, have a good holiday. I know it's going to be different and difficult for a lot of people, but um, still wishing you all the best and um Again, reach out if if you need support and if you just want to talk about music therapy and life and um, all the things that come with the things that we do. Anything else you want to add, Jamie? Mm. Happy New Year. <laughs> yes. Here, Happy New here's Year. Here's to 2021. Yes. Cheers. <laughs> 2021. Yes. Here we come, baby. Yep. We're running. <laughs> <laughs>